Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest to take a little meander into their life. Today I'm out for a walk with Michael Aldag. Michael is a musician from the seaside town of West Kirby on the Wirral, who threw himself into making music while he was stuck in his university halls during the pandemic. After dropping out of uni to do music full time, Michael has released his recent EP called Socialising, which he describes as a diary entry set to music. He's headlining his own tour after supporting the likes of George Ezra and Bastille. Michael is also a self-proclaimed accidental TikTok star who has gained over 700,000 followers on TikTok with his comedic videos, which has helped him amass an audience to share his music with. It's so exciting to speak to someone who's signed to Universal Music Studios, who is clearly on the brink of really blowing up, to use a kind of TikTok word. It's going to be a brilliant conversation, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. Welcome to the Tomcast. Thank you so much for, for joining me. We're, we're on a, it's an absolutely beautiful, crisp day in Liverpool. We are wandering now the sun's out we've got snow on the ground it was snowing last night it feels like a perfect day for a stomp we'd like to say a little bit about you know where exactly are we we're in a park where are we and why is this park important to you okay um so we're in sefton park which is a park in liverpool it's probably i don't know how big it is but it's pretty big um and so i'm from like not liverpool but just outside but i've spent a lot of time in and around this park. Um, I've done some festivals here. I've done like some fun runs here. I did a fun run once when I was very young and ran into a lamppost and my nose started bleeding, oh, but wow. I still <laughs> finished the fun run. Wow. Um, wow. But it so, wasn't maybe that much fun, I guess. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was It was a little bit like what you were talking about before, like just soldiering on yes. despite some sort of like it's, it's, Yes, we were just saying uh, just before we started recording that uh, stomping isn't without its risks. And we've Abby has stood <laughs> in dog poo um, on one occasion or more than one. Just the one abs? I've been, I've been on she's been, oh, yeah, she's been pooed oh, wow. on and stood in dog poo. I've tripped over a few times. Charlie, you're actually the only person that hasn't fallen yeah. fully. Actually, did I have, have you fallen abs? Congratulations. Okay, Abby <laughs> hasn't fallen. She's been pooed on but not fallen, so that's a good thing. But stomping has its risks, so be careful, people. If you are walking on an icy mm-hmm. day, take your time. Think about your footing. Be careful, but enjoy enjoy your stomp. I mean, uh-huh. look at it. It's beautiful here, isn't it? We've got a lake to our right as we're walking. We've got the swans. Yeah. Oh, can, you even pro- can you hear the ducks? Those geese. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. it's so nice to get out and about. I mean, do you listen to your music uh, as you're wandering around? I do. Music, yes. So walking? that is one of the things I always have on me is uh, headphones. But only one. I'm not a fan of over-ear headphones because they can be slightly dangerous. But in ear, I'll just have one in, and that's when I'll do a lot of listening to any music, my own, other people's stuff like that, because it gives you a better perspective on it. But I think like. Running for me as well, especially, it's something I love. Yeah, getting out and about outside. Is uh, Do you bring any instruments with you when you're out and about on your stomp, or is it, do you keep um, <laughs> a bit, bit of a, ha- bit of a uh, yeah, carry a guitar on your back? Maybe, guess, yeah, yeah, maybe not an instrument, but but um, like during lockdown, there was a time I really started running a lot mm. to 
well, to stay sane, right? Um, mm. And that was when I started, like, thinking of all song ideas. And then yeah. once I'd done my, like, daily exercise, I'd come back and spend the rest of the day trying to execute that in a song. And that's that sort of routine was what kind of kept me, yeah, sane throughout that period mm. and, and, and more productive than mm. not. I mean, your story is very interesting. I mean, you're very early along in, in, in your career, but I think mm. it's fascinating because you kind of saw a period of space of time I guess for productivity in a way mm. like you used the social media space together with your music you know that's your like kind of focus and passion I believe you were at university doing a mu- pure music degree uh, yeah I was that was after after the lockdown but yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess in this time you've used this to focus on your career and then move into the kind of social uh, media space and I'm quite interested in this um, mm-hmm. because the world is changing so much. I think social media has become obviously an embedded part of so many different industries, but the music industry in particular has boomed, hasn't it? And you've noticed yeah. since I think probably particularly the evolution of, or I guess the birth of TikTok, yeah. we've seen like trends, so music charts being influenced by what happens on TikTok yeah. trends. You know, big artists like Lewis Capaldi probably driving, you know, a lot of, I guess, the marketing even on yes. on on TikTok. Was that something, now that you've got nearly 800,000 followers on there, was that something you deliberately were like, right, there's an avenue here, I love my music, I love, uh-huh. this is what I want to do, this is a way I can get there. Was it a deliberate thing? Um, well, I downloaded the app in sixth form with the intention of promoting my music, but it wasn't as straightforward as that. I tried to promote it, it wouldn't really do much. And then I started posting, like, comedy sketch videos that kind of started uh, garnering a little bit of attention and I thought okay well this is like you know any publicity is good publicity and then I started doing live streams on the platform like every every night uh, when I was in uni to transfer the people who I'd got from the comedy videos over across to my songs that I had out on Spotify so that was the way I did it Um, and I guess I'm still doing that right and yeah, it's really interesting that you bring that up because that like whole dilemma and TikTok to promote music is is something that I think about like every other second really. I'm always like looking at ways to get my music out through there because it's what's brilliant about it is it's in your hands. So when I was just in uni or in lockdown, that's when I built a lot of my audience and got a lot of stuff which it's like you wouldn't think that because you can't leave your room. No. But I reached more people than I'd ever even met in my life just on one video. Do you know what I mean? Through it's, it's hard to kind of um, get your head around really the kind of yeah. eyes on all ears on the on the on the product in a way or the, the whatever you've created. Yes. Social media versus other platforms, and and, and if, it's almost if you look back like, geez, I mean we're in a history steeped in musical legends and history and and whatever you've got the Beatles and, and so on I mean in those days you had to kind of go, do gigs yes. hope that a few people saw you hope that maybe an agent saw you yeah. and then go from there to kind yeah. of build up have bigger bigger crowds and fingers crossed you know a radio station will play your track yeah, you know yeah. you're watching the Queen movie a little while back and you know they're sending in the they're trying to get people to play the yeah. music so that people can yeah. get years on it now you have through your phone the opportunity to reach potentially even more people yeah. than you would in a traditional yes. radio. Not to, I mean, you know, Radio One, all this, they're huge and they're hugely powerful, yeah, obviously. Definitely. But if you get a viral video with 100 million views, or not even that many, like 10 million views, yeah. depending who's watching, that can literally kickstart something from, yeah, can, from zero to something, can't yeah, it? Yeah, completely, completely. That's, that's so right, and I think that has changed the industry in a lot of ways, because for me, now, I can kind of go directly I can make a song and then the same day 
And I've done this before with songs that I've put out. I've got a song called Stress. The, the video that I took to record the, the melody that I put down so I didn't forget it. Yeah. I posted that 10 minutes after taking it and it reached 300,000 people. Wow. I mean, and, like, and, and, that's and, crazy like, numbers, isn't it? it well, so, yeah, people have done lots more than that, but for me, wow. that's, that's huge. Because, so. I mean, what, would you, what genre would you describe your music as? Genre, I'd say like electro-pop, but that's the production of it, yeah. right? So what's, um, what's interesting, I think, is that the other aspect is that Yes. Okay. So I guess again, in traditional music, people who like rock music will probably go to rock concerts and they'll hear that kind of music. I think what's incredible about social media, and particularly I think TikTok in the way that it works, is that people that may never have considered your style of music, or yeah. maybe they were into cl classical music, they've not thought about heavy metal or whatever. Yeah. You're getting people in who maybe have never considered that, and you're kind of galvanising a group of people that yeah. actually come from a completely different background. Yeah, I think they're that's not following. The... And that's what's become so powerful. So you, you're signed to Universal Label Group, right? It's a subsidiary yeah. label within yeah, yeah. Universal, and Universal has everyone. My favourite, Taylor Swift, um, yeah. you know, to Lewis Capaldi <laughs> and, and so on. They've got pretty much everyone, I think. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Like, did they did, did they message you on TikTok? Was it? How did that conversation come about? And that must have been a big moment, right? I mean, that's yeah. just like. It's like it, you make movies about that kind of. Yeah, moment, it was. It was. It, that that's like a very exciting time when. A&R start reaching out and that that did that came through TikTok I had a song called Arrogance which I released in 2021 January 2021 and um, I was just promoting on TikTok literally walking around probably this park <laughs> with my grandma and yeah. my two sisters oh, on our like um, Covid walks or whatever and and I'd just post us like lip syncing to it in this park it do it like you know, whatever it did, and, and people started going over, and then you get noticed by people within the industry, and so that that was how I signed. I signed in in the summer of 2021, yeah, a couple months later, and then yeah, it, it's it's a big moment. Everything. What happened? Kind of what like, were you doing that day? Like when? Um, describe. Take me to that moment. Okay. The the one the one thing. It was all over Zoom, so the, it wasn't like a, it the wasn't papers, like the stack the, of papers, yeah, the, stack like of papers yeah, with yeah, the champagne yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It was a little bit of an anticlimax <laughs> yeah. in that regard. So I was probably just sat in my room in the same place that like, I, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I see, just like, just oh, brilliant. Lap, whatever, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I remember being in the car with my mum and like, just being very like, I, in fact, I must have, yeah, I must have been in uni at that time. So. I went, I went to see my mum and, and we just hugged and we're just very happy about it. Because it's a cool thing, right? And it's, it, it, it's, it's a good thing, but the, at the same time, everything sort of changes, but everything also doesn't change because of the nature of yeah. TikTok. And you're still writing songs and you're still trying to promote them. And it's just, you've got more people helping you. And, and obviously I'm very grateful for that, but to, to anyone who wants to do it, You've had, you have all the tools, right? And yeah, I think it's very, I think people, what I really was excited by in your story is that I think it's very empowering and it's not to, obviously, I, I mean, you're incredibly talented, that's obvious. You, have, you need talent plus effort. You can't not have that core talent. But it, it may, I think it's empowering for people who think, oh, how do I get started? How do I do this? Because you, you kind of got what you need in front of you and you yeah. can kind of get started. And sometimes it's having a the kind of thing to go right i'm going for this and secondly trying to use your kind of wit and think about how do i do this differently because effectively i guess you saw an opportunity right if i make people laugh mm -hmm. well the best way is to keep people on your platform is make them laugh pretty yes, much laugh yeah. or cry sadly yeah, so yeah, or make them yeah. angry but make, make them happy and make them you know smile and laugh about comedy and using that to then transition through the music is is genius really 
So it's you. a genius. It's a genius idea. Did it, did you kind of early on see like the initial like what was your first comedy sketch? Like what did you um, did you see people like clicking through? Like, well, hang on, this is really you know this is doing something here. Yeah, I remember like sitting just watching the views go up and it'd be like a thousand, and then another thousand and another thousand, <laughs> and that's a really good feeling. But there's also a lot in that that's quite damaging, yes, and you can get addicted yeah, yeah, to yeah, that, course, and then your self worth can become mm. attached to that. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool. My first comedy video, it might have been, um, the first one I remember doing, it didn't do that much, but it did a bit, was, oh, uni group chats. So I, I, I acted out what was said within a uni group chat, because at the time I was in, I'd just been added into a uni group yeah. chat, and all of the, the talk has been the same. It's like, what course are you on? Oh, nice, I'm on this course. And <laughs> yeah. it's just mundane. Where like, are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sort of thing. And it was like, oh, Jesus. And because that was relatable and other people were going through <laughs> Even that, I can remember that. It's like, you know, everyone's like, yeah. so where are you from? It's, it's the yeah. same yeah. set of three or four questions yes. that everyone asked the same. What course? Where are you from? What halls are you in? Yes, that was it. And did it was you, did you go like, out last night? Yes, similar, exactly. Pretty much three or four exactly. questions. Exactly. Guaranteed in 100 years, those questions yes, will remain, still be asked. remain the same. It's funny how people do that relatable kind. And a lot of your sketches are kind of relatable comedy right it's kind of like mm -hmm. things that relate to and in some ways different kind of thing but like michael mcintyre does it very cleverly i uh -huh. think i guess in a kind of broad i mean as yes. a, like a mainstream comic of like uh -huh. capturing that moment of things that people go do you know what that's happened yeah. to me or like yeah you kind of that relatable comedy i think really grabs people's uh yeah people's attention yes it's it's just about like so i found myself in the lockdown just sifting through experience that I'd had in my life so like school experiences there was another video I did about the people in school who could run very quickly being um, favoured by the teachers you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah. like that classic thing of if you're good at football yeah, yeah. and the PE teacher loves you you're yeah, not really going to get told off as much as people who aren't good as, yeah, as yeah, good yeah. at football so it's just stuff like that yeah it's just universal experiences they travel the furthest I think like Mm. There have been videos that I've done that I think, oh, they're, that's wittier or that's mm. funnier, but it's, it's the shareability, right, and, and stuff like that. Well, I guess, obviously, comedy and music is, it feels very different, but actually uh -huh. there's real common ground in the sense that most of the biggest songs that people love are things they relate to the most. Yes. It's not the necessary abstract things that they don't understand or relate to. It's the stuff around love or loss yeah, or yeah. grief or moments yes. of whatever that you kind of relate to. And comedy is that, that's that same crossover. Yeah. So in a way, I guess, then if you have that comedy that people relate to and you can create music that then captures yeah. them, it's like hand yeah. in hand almost, isn't it? So would you, on the comedy front, then, well, let's talk more about your music in a moment. Okay. The comedy front, would you do kind of, would you go and do like big comedy gigs? Would you be tempted to do um, comedy gigs? Do you know what? I think live, like stand-up comedy, I've, I've thought about this before, but music people for me is my- you. They is, must have asked you. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So music is my, my passion, yes. so that that's unquestionably what I've been doing since I was like seven years old. Um, and I don't think I have it in me to do a stand-up comedy gig. My dad once did, a, like he used to do some comedy gigs when, when he was younger, Amazing. I've been told. But like the actual face-to-face, -face, and, and you can really die when you do oh, comedy, right? God. Like that, that, that's the oh, worst God. thing. When you're singing, you're just kind of singing and you can hide behind it and you go off. My biggest fear, the thing that scares me the most there's two things it's probably equally uh -huh. doing live comedy and or dancing like that and in front of a live yes. audience that like so strictly for example or if you ask me to go and do like a comedy routine i honestly i will do almost anything rather than doing that it, really? it would really scare scare me um so much it, it really it really would even doing sketches is scary because like what if 
like what if this isn't funny or like what if just no one asked but i guess in some ways um not to minimize it at all in any way shape or form but you kind of at least you've got control it's not live yeah, and yeah it's that, behind that's, the phone that's exactly and you can my edit point. it a little bit yeah if, if it doesn't do well i just private it and yeah. nobody knows yeah. right but but if you do if you're in a room full of people and they, and they don't like it yeah you live with that for, for that for that yeah. moment so yeah no i don't think i have it in me really but but it must be like, yeah, it must be terrifying to do that. It it's, do you know the other thing, I guess, in terms of creating content? So it's an interesting part. We actually, um, we were on the way up to Liverpool yesterday, and uh-huh. Abby and I were driving, and it was really snowing, Abs, when it was really, really snowing. And we stopped off for a uh, hot chocolate in the, in the services. And as we went in, you know, to wander in, it was, w, as there is at everyone, W.H. Smith. And uh-huh. uh, on, on the side, there was a stack of books saying how to create TikToks, every, new content for TikToks every day, which kind of blew really? my mind. I was like, there are actually books about creating content yeah. for TikTok. But it raises a, something to think about. It's like, how do you create new ideas? Do you see something, like you think, oh, I can make a comedy sketch about that. Is it real life? Or is it kind of just thinking about childhood? Like, how do you decide what you're going to make a sketch about? So I used to do the comedy more heavily during lockdown. Mm. I think it's, past then, it's, it's, I've been more focused on creating music, music yeah. content but but i think whenever i do when when i so now i think it's more like when an idea comes to me i think if that's going to be good then i'll give it a try um but like i said before in lockdown i'd like scrape like comb through my childhood my school experiences anything like that just to just to kind of get something that that, that might have been useful but that was during Lockdown, I was posting like three times a day. I had nothing else to do. So is it true, this whole kind of, do you think it's true, like posting, like, cause I saw this trend on TikTok, and like, you've got to post five times a day. And like, I, I sadly do not have the time no. <laughs> or ideas or brain capacity to post five times a day. But is it true? Do you have to post that many times? For I don't. TikTokers out there that want to I think grow? Th- this is like this is like a dark art, isn't it? The TikTok algorithm. I think yeah. whoever knows what's going on with it is, a, is either like, lying or very very rich do you reckon there's a guy um, sat in a bedroom somewhere that knows he's got like the algo he's got the algo written down he's like the master yeah, matrix. Yeah. he knows exactly the key times to post and how many times probably there's like there are key times or that i find there are for me mm. that, that work well but at the same time i posted a video the other night when i got back from the 1975 concert at like half one in the morning and it did it did well just because it was relatable so i think like consistency is key but it's more about just trying and seeing what works it's trying and failing right mm. it's mm. It, it, it's not too much different to, to anything to making music yeah. or or to to podcasting i guess you must have tried and and yeah. some things yeah. have worked and some things have you know not worked as well, well so. i think there's a real philosophy of life in that is that i mean ultimately and i mean you insinuated a little bit earlier around kind of um sometimes it's easy to have your, your self-worth or your kind of yes. value of your content attached to yeah. how many views and things it gets how do you kind of a detach from that and make sure so that you keep moving forward because i think it's something i've had to work yeah. out over the years yes. you know we are inherently people who create content whether that's whatever kind of content that is or do anything really that they care about in life they care about it yeah. so if you feel that it hasn't done well by whatever definition you you put that around and often yeah. that's views and engagements and chart numbers and whatever yeah it can be very downbeating exactly exactly well i was going to ask you this because um i mean it's something that i struggled with a lot mm. like initially because when you get like however many followers and, and it's like wow this is so cool and then if it dips it's like when it's when it's growing you you I don't think I noticed it, but mm. I, I became like, it became 
a fair chunk of my personality that mm. that was it and especially for the people who i was around at the time because it's a novelty thing it's like mm. oh he's the one who does tiktoks and then you get attached to and it's like actually i've taken a, a lot of time in the past year or so to kind of like remember that i'm a you know i'm not just a, 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 set, I'm a separate entity from my tiktok yeah. account as well and 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 just like online persona is that something that that you have as well, because obviously you're so in the public eye, so much mm. more than I am. Is it is it something that you have to work on, or is yeah. it just? I think it's a, I think it's a big learning thing. I think it's certainly something that I. It's an art that I haven't mastered, but I definitely have become better at it. I think you know, you know, I've been in the kind of public space since 2018, so it's yeah. not that many years, but I guess it is a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. And I think initially, yes, you, you kind of feel that you are ultra exposed, almost that you're. That you're almost like sitting at the edge of your screen, almost yes. like everything you're putting out is so such a window on you and like the judgment of whether it's good or bad or if someone disagrees with you. Like, now I think eventually you learn to slightly detach and realise that um, what you put out isn't a your entire self. Yeah. Secondly, that you can think something's really good and others don't, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and thirdly, that I think if you are genuine about what you put out and you know that it adds value in whatever way, yeah. makes someone laugh or you enjoy it, or if it's a picture of something that you like, if you took a picture of like a lake and it was beautiful and you like it yeah. and you post it, people, whether they like it a lot or don't like it very much, doesn't make the picture any different yes, yeah. or the fact that you like that picture. And I guess it's similar to a piece of music. I'd be yes, lying definitely. if I said that um, you don't get a little bit of a buzz when you put something out that you really like. You think it was a really good bit of content. I don't know, mm -hmm. we made a video around yeah. some about mental health and, and it's gone out and it's gone huge and people really responded to it and helped people. Obviously that feels good. Yeah. But equally, if I put something out and one person messaged me saying, do you know what? Thank you because that, yeah, that yeah. helped me. That is enough. And I think yeah. I, what I learned to do is to stop going, oh, what about the numbers? Think about, right, is there one person that might have made a difference to? If it has, that's um, enough. Like yeah. if you think about your videos, I mean, yeah, you've obviously got ones that got like a huge number of views, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. But if you made one person laugh who's having a shit day, yeah, that's pretty. That was worth making that video. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? You made someone yeah, smile. Yeah, definitely. Wherever they are, they had an awful day, and you made them laugh. I think that makes it worthwhile. So I think yeah. being able to kind of almost reframe where you put your value is it is really important. You yeah. know, it is a big part of it. Otherwise, you end up kind of like chipping away at yourself. Yeah, don't you? yeah, and always chasing. It's just, I think it's just time and, and practice. I guess the thing I'm, I, I guess I'm interested in is that like, as we delve and talk a bit more, I think about your, your music, mm -hmm. are you, as you go further into and the focus is, and your passion is, is the music, does the other stuff, do you let the other side of social media go? Do you kind of focus on the music? Because a lot of artists, for example, I guess my question somewhere amongst that is that a lot of artists, I guess traditional artists go away, like Taylor Swift, for example, write a load of music, come out and do a promo talk. Yeah, yeah. You're not constantly exposed. You've got yeah. a space to write and create. Yeah. Is it a difficult balance for like, I'm putting stuff out on social media, but I also need time to step away yeah. and like focus on what I love, which is my music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, I mean, this is weird. This is, these questions are so like, well, they're so good. Like this is the stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just, take you everywhere. Fantastic. Just, yeah, no, definitely. I feel like you can become burnt out of social media, but it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, plates to spin now mm. and I think that that's not just for me it's for musicians in general you can take a load of people who who I mean like you said Lewis Capaldi is a great example who his personality yeah is you know as recognizable as his music is uh, absolutely I think that is 
absolutely right. That's absolutely, that's what I was saying the other day to someone. I was like, Lewis Faldi is an entity of his own, not yes, just his music. Yes. Obviously, he is. He's and a his, person, his, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his music is, is fantastic as well. But, yeah. but that's as important as a kind of marketing tool, I guess, to get the music out there and stuff like that. And I feel to, to split the two is hard. And, and it's something that I'm constantly, constantly learning. So, so... Yeah, it's like who am I making the art for? Because if I wanna, I wanna make songs that that please me initially. Because if I'm not happy with them, even if they, if they do well on social media or whatever else, then I'm that gonna is... hate it. I'm gonna hate it because if I have to play it at shows yeah. and I don't like it, it's gonna kill me. I was having a conversation this morning with my team, and somebody said like, oh, kind of insinuated that we can change the music and it'll it'll suit this sort of playlist and yeah. I but it won't be what I want and that is I would rather stop do you know what I mean I would rather stop because I think people can smell it as well my my uh, yeah, my absolutely. This, the, my songs that are, are the most listened to at the moment are are not conventionally gonna do well at traditional roots do you know what I mean they're about very dark things and kind of deep deep things but they're honest and I think that's what I'm trying to focus on going forward is making sure that Anything I put out, I, I owe it to whoever, I owe it to myself foremost, but whoever else is listening, yeah, to make sure that it's not fabricated and it's. Yeah. I think that approach is very wise because I mean, not from a music perspective. I, I know a lot of people who go online and it. I mean, anyone knows it actually. If you go out to a party, right? Say you've gone to university and you've gone to uni, yeah. and you're kind of seen as a, you've got this clean slate. Like no one knows who you are, what you're personally extroverted, introverted, what you like as a person. Yeah. You almost can like present and be whoever you want yes. to be, which is kind of nice in some ways. But if you go and present at that party that you're someone you're not, say for yeah. example, massively extroverted when you're introverted like me, yeah. you could probably do it for that one party, maybe two parties, but yeah. how long can you keep being uh, yes, a person exactly. who you're not? It's exhausting and it's draining. And I think, I think that you're right, people can really see through that. I think probably the thing that, we keep going back to Lewis, but I think what was clever about Lewis and I think about your platform was, is providing that kind of, that vulnerability of just being who you are yes. and accepting that some people, oh my God, this is a bog. That's really muddy. Right, we've got trench foot. This is chaos. I've got wet feet. Anyway, oh, no. alas, we, 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 we're strong stompers on this channel. We go through, <laughs> this is what I say, right? Okay, so a lot uh -huh. of people sit in very warm, cozy podcast yes, studios. Yes. We are true stompers. We travel far and wide through bush and through yeah. bog to bring you the best listeners. The best listeners. The best stompcast listeners. <laughs> Guys, with my trench foot, I think that's probably a good point to say we'll end part one of the of this episode. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me. We're going to have part two, two and three coming up. Oh my God, we're going to end up on my backside in a minute. We'll see you all very soon. I hope wherever you're stomping, it's a little bit more firm-footed than this here. <laughs>